This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.49 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Keith. Now, Bank Nagara Malaysia on Friday announced that Malaysia's GDP expanded 3% year-on-year in the fourth quarter of 2023, lower than reported by the Department of Statistics Malaysia's advanced GDP estimates earlier. It was also lower than the consensus figure of 3.4%. This... This weaker number also means that the GDP for 2023 was just 3.7% versus a robust growth of 8.7% in 2022. Worryingly, private consumption contracted by 3% last quarter due to cautious spending in an environment of higher interest rates, although public consumption showed positive growth. So what then does this mean for the economy and what are some of the headwinds this government faces to achieve the official target of between 4 to 5% GDP for 2024? For some thoughts on this, we turn to Firdaus Rosli, Chief Economist of Ambank Group. Firdaus, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. So as mentioned, Malaysia's fourth quarter GDP slipped to 3%, which is below street estimates of 3.4%. What explains this weaker than expected figure? Yeah, um, I think the big drop is because of the advanced estimate itself, because I suspect that the advanced estimate number was based on the first two months of the quarter, so leaving the third month to be assumed flattish. However, if you you deep dive into Malaysia's monthly GDP, uh, the December 2023 figure came in at 1.4%, which is a big drop from 9.6%. in December 2022. Mm. So the drop is because of the big decline in the services sector, where it grew 13.1% in December 2022, and down to merely 3% in in December 2023. Mm. So since uh, the services sector accounts for 59% of the GDP, then it surely will impact the overall GDP print. So uh, that's that's one thing. The second thing is the... uh, if you look at it from the expenditure method, it was a production method earlier, mm. um, things are actually rather odd because, first of all, if you look at the private consumption, which just came in lower, as you mentioned, um, the, the which is nothing unusual for private consumption to come in lower in the uh, last quarter of the year. But what I thought was uh, quite interesting was that the tourist arrivals actually came in very, very strong in December. Mm. So there was a big jump in December 2023, from 1.7 uh, million to 2.3 million, uh, 45% of which uh, was from Singapore. So I suspect that this private consumption growth was muted in the fourth quarter, despite the high tourism, uh, tourist arrivals because of the higher labor migration between Johor and Singapore. I, I, that's my suspicion. So there are, there are perhaps more Singaporeans living in Johor uh, due to the rising cost of living in Singapore, but which distorted the overall malicious of, um, tourist numbers. Mm. That's one thing. Second thing is the government consumption itself that came in at uh, 7.3%, but it was not high enough to boost private consumption. So mm. to be clear, private consumption is usually lower, like I said, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but what is odd to me, at least in the recent years, is that um, other than during COVID, private consumption tends to move higher than 5%, when government uh, consumption came in higher than 5%. So I'm noticing this trend over the last two quarters. Mm. Firdaus, uh, notably the current account surplus dropped to the lowest level since the fourth quarter of 1997. Why has this figure been declining and what would be the consequence if we don't reverse this uh, this year? Okay, 
Uh, in short, yes, um, I think it will be reversed. I mean, an uptick in global trade and tech up cycle. But in the long run, it all depends on whether we can reverse the trends in trade and wages. So let me explain. Eh? Uh, so the, the, the soft external de- demand is definitely causing Malaysia's uh, balance of payment to be low last year. So if you look at the goods sector, it registered for consecutive quarters of decline with double-digit contractions in the last three quarters alone. So trade balance uh, from the goods sector is down in double digits throughout uh, fourth quarter 2023. And if you look at the services sector, uh, which has been improving um, under the balance of payment, but it has been trending negative over the over a decade. But the bigger headache for Malaysia is not the goods sector, but rather the primary income deficit, which includes uh, compensation of employees, investment income, etc., which has been uh, swelling since uh, the global financial crisis. I think the, uh, we should be very clear that even though the current account um, balance is coming down, it does not necessarily mean that we're becoming more of a consumption nation. Although private consumption share to GDP is um, has risen steadily since the Asian financial crisis. Now, as a result of this weaker than expected 4Q numbers, have you made any adjustments to the growth forecast for 2024? Uh, not yet. We are still penciling in 4.5% growth this year. Um, the quarterly GDP release is, well, a backward-looking look, indicator. It does not influence, well, it does influence in a, in a bit how we think about months and quarters ahead. But I think we should also look at other forward-looking indicators, such as the leading index, which is improving. It bottomed out in April last year and has been on an uptrend since. Uh, PMI uh, is also improving in January to uh, 49 points from 47.9 points. So things are actually looking rather uh, different in mm. the, uh, uh, in, from, if you look at it from the forward-looking indicators. But we are also banking on the following, Shaoning. Uh, like um, we are looking at the statistical rebound um, from from last year, better trade prospects and tourism receipts, and we hope that China's private consumption will register an uptake, so that will give uh, a bit of um, breathing room for Malaysia next year, uh, this year. In the 30 seconds or so that we have here, Daos, do you think Bank Nagara will step into cut rates earlier than anticipated in light of uh, what we're seeing, or will they keep OPR rate at 3% for the year as largely expected? It's, uh, I, I don't envy Bank Nagara officials. It's a very complex problem to have now because moving the OPR in either direction seems to be a quote-unquote wrong move no matter what your, your view is. Uh, but, and some believe that uh, Bandagara would mimic the movement of the US FFR. But uh, I doubt that this is the case because the cut in FFR, um, you know, uh, if, it's, if it's just a cut, then may not be the case. But unless uh, the FFR is cut because of a, a, um, a shock, uh, that would probably be contagious to the economy. Right now, there's no compelling reason for Bandagara to act on uh, rates yet, at least uh, solely based on the backward-looking indicators. Mm. Um, private consumption now accounts for like around 60% of GDP, which is decelerating, the ones that we talked about, which is indeed a concern. But um, it appears that loan growth has been on an increasing trend since November. 
So keeping the rate pad at 3% seems adequate for now, I think. All right. Firdaus, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Firdaus Rosli, Chief Economist of Ambang Group, giving us his take on the GDP uh, prospects of Malaysia. 7.59 in the morning. We're going to head into the 8 a.m. news bulletin. After that, on the breakfast grill, Keith Kam speaks to His Excellency Dato Ermono, uh, Ambassador of Indonesia to Malaysia. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.